today's episode. You know, I think if you're not willing to be vulnerable and open, you shouldn't write a book that includes mm. your life. Mm. Because it, it, it shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you can write books that don't involve your life. But there's only one way to write about your life, and that's to be willing to be raw and vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, and not to not to try and be perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the Modern Author Podcast. Your host, Eric Custer. Eric Custer. Just because you're sitting at a desk doesn't mean you're writing. (laughs) These words were spot on and I think something that any of us who are writers or creators or uh, entrepreneurs can recognize uh, from Ariana Huffington. And and she should know. She is the founder of one of the biggest media conglomerates uh, really in the new media era, Huffington Post. Today, she's the founder and CEO of Thrive Global, focusing on aspects of health and wellness and mental well-being in the workplace. Also, she's the author of 15 books, and it was really interesting to get inside her mind when she writes a book. And it is a real commitment from her, but she talks about this first process is just getting stuff down, getting those first words down, and then realize you're gonna make them better. One of the things that I enjoyed a lot about her insights is really the focus that she has found on taking care of oneself, especially when you're creating anything. And she found herself in that very situation, her own self finding that she wasn't taking care of herself, she wasn't sleeping, she wasn't doing well, and now she's such a big advocate for wellness and health, meditation, sleep, all those things that help us thrive. And I think as I've learned a lot, today's best creators really are so aware that they are the vessel, they are the instrument, and if you don't have the machine finely tuned, you may never get there. And so understanding the power of discipline to put in really important high output work happens when you invest all the time leading up to it to make sure you're in the right place and the right mindset. Uh, She is an incredible force of nature. We're so fortunate that she has come to tell us about her insights and her learnings and learning project. And I think that what I loved about her uh, insights as a writer, as a creator, is that one of the things that really makes authors special is their vulnerability. And if you're willing to be vulnerable uh, and and write a book that shares those things about yourself that you struggle with, that you're learning, that's what's going to make people fall in love with you as a creator and as a writer. Uh, Being raw and vulnerable really is an unfair advantage, uh, as we know from folks like Brene Brown and others. Uh, Ariana Huffington, uh, grateful to have her on this episode, you're going to learn a lot. She really shares some insights. Uh, And in fact, she talks a lot about her daughter who has recently published a book and not only seeing it from her side as an author, Ariana's side, but also now her daughter's side gave us some insights that we can all learn from as we're creating and putting more good in the world. Ariana Huffington, uh, founder and CEO of Thrive Global, author of 15 books, How to Thrive When You're a Creator. She is the woman of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted to be joining you. What um, a great community you have built. Well, it's uh, we were saying here, you are a, a lover of the written word and a lover of writing. And so what better to get together than a group of writers like this? Thank you so much. And again, I think this group, we have about 400 people from all across the country who are writing their first book, Share Something Good in the World. And it's been pretty wild. <laughs> so thanks for hanging with us. Amazing. 
amazing. So I would love to know, how did you collect this 400 people? This is one of those things. As When writing a book is one of those things, it's very lonely. <laughs> and so I think when people started to say, hey, we could do this together, this is where this community has been built. So it's, uh, hey, you should meet my friend and my sister and my cousin. And next thing, we've got this amazing community of people from all over the world. About half of the folks are doing sort of creative works, fiction, memoirs, and half of the folks are doing um, nonfiction and we get together every week and, and hang out together. And everybody also has a job or is in college. What's the situation? Yep. We got people who are people who are either full-time students in graduate school or undergraduate or people who are working full-time. So the book is that passion project that lives on the side that's important for them to do. And some have all of those, book, school, life, family, all those things in one fell swoop. I love it. Congratulations to you and everyone for putting so much energy into their passion project. I agree. So I thought I would, I'd start with the conversation, ask you, you, you are someone who's clearly, in some ways, like your entire sort of career has been the love of writing here. Like, how, how have you, you know, how did you develop this passion for writing? Because with your own writing and celebrating others, why is writing so important to you? I just love moving hearts and minds. And that's really what writing is about. When I started, frankly, I didn't think I would end up writing 15 books. <laughs> so what I love as a mother is that my youngest daughter just published her first book as really? an audible original. That's amazing. So I love the sort of um, continuation of the tradition. And what was interesting um, in these times when people are talking a lot about resilience and yep. how do we navigate these difficult times, she wrote the book. She's an artist. She's a visual artist. Mm -hmm. She started writing this for herself, as many people do. Yep. Like keeping a journal to help her sort out through this very hard experience of being hit by a bike in the streets of New York. Mm -hmm and suffering from debilitating headaches for three years. Wow. And she started writing it to help herself and not to despair. Mm -hmm. And um, in the course of writing it, it became like a spiritual journey where she started coming to terms with the universe, with her yeah. own voice. Yeah. Is everything arbitrary? What's this about? And, and anyway, Audible published it under the title Map to the Unknown. And it's been amazing, the response, because a lot of people, even though it's her own story, she wrote right. it in a very funny way. Because mm -hmm. again, finding uh, the humor mm -hmm. in the darkness often helps us. Right. And it also makes an interesting writing style because mm -hmm. it's not like too heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that life is a mixture, the dark and the light. Yeah. You need the... So anyway, it's been interesting going on this journey with her. <laughs> it's true. Apple doesn't fall very far. I'm little kids. So I'm hoping one day my daughters will decide to write books. And so you sure. know, it's, a, it's a new experience. So for you, we've, we always, I always love to hear the process that people go through of deciding to write a book. Because like, you've written 15 of them and they're diverse all across the board. How do you decide that you're going to invest this chunk of your life in a topic? Is there a process you go through or is it just emotional strike? Every one of my books has been different. The last two were very personal. I um, collapsed from exhaustion and burnout mm -hmm. in 2007 and started 
um, studying the whole, ph the whole phenomenon of burnout, mm -hmm. covering a lot of it in the Huffington Post that I was running at the time. And then I started wanting to write about it. Mm -hmm. So that's how Thrive came about. It was really my new passion. And then after Thrive the book came Thrive the company. <laughs> And I left the Huffington Post in 2016 to found my new company to end the stress and burnout epidemic. And now with the pandemic, of course, these issues have become much more central right. because people are recognizing yeah. that if they don't take care of themselves right. and they burn out, the mental health consequences, the physical consequences are much harder mm -hmm. during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you've seen your daughter going through the book, you've gone through it. What is this group here is, it's a stressful process, right? To go through it. You talk a lot about balancing wellness and all these pieces of the three legs of the stool. How do you encourage an author or someone, a creator who's doing something important and personal to find that balance when they're doing something that's both hard, but also really important to them? I don't think it's a balance. I actually don't use the word balance because the truth is that if you are in the flurry of uh, creativity and you end up writing all night, <laughs> yes. fine, just make sure you take time to recharge. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you are not operating with diminishing returns. Sitting at your desk doesn't mean you are writing. It right, means right. <laughs> So, so yeah, what's the, the line that the best way to clean the clean the house is to start writing your book is uh, that's the best way to, <laughs> to clean the house. Exactly. So I think also some people can only write on their laptop. Right. Uh, Barack Obama wrote his whole latest book on a yellow pad. Mm -hmm. I have started with my last two books dictating them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. into a tape recorder because mm -hmm. I I realized that I actually can speak for an hour or more without notes. So I thought, mm -hmm. why not use that mm -hmm. to create a first draft? And once you have a first draft, it's so much easier to sit right. down and edit. Right. Yeah. The goal here is we tell people the mediocre first draft and, and even lower than mediocre is okay because it gets better <laughs> certainly as it goes. Do you, when you're going through the process, do you have someone who's with you? Do you have a collaborator or an editor? Like what's your process of like building the idea part of it this out? No, it's very much just me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think probably most writers find that. Um that's the truth. It's a very, it's a pretty lonely profession. I love music. I love classical music. And, and I, I often, I wrote one of my books to all of Haydn's over a hundred symphonies. <laughs> and, uh, and that was before Spotify. And so I, I find that having Tea. I love sort of certain things that keep me going. I always have candles on my desk. I try to remember to turn them, blow them out. Before <laughs> I so these are things that, that help me stay focused. And here's a thing that I don't know how you are all dealing with it, but avoiding distractions. Yes. Especially now with social media. Mm -hmm. and the desire to want to consume coronavirus news. Mm -hmm. 
Um, one of the things I always do when I'm writing, which is most of the time, because I'm not writing a book now, but I'm writing articles, etc., is right. I have put an end to all notifications coming to my phone. Mm -hmm. If I want to get the news, I go get the news. <laughs> Being interrupted is the worst thing for a writer. Yep. Uh, you need that uninterrupted uh, time mm -hmm. to come up with even your first draft. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yes, yes. We actually, the first session we did together is all about the science of distraction and attraction. And so I think you're, you're absolutely right. Like you have to prepare to do something great in some ways, whatever it might be. Do you yeah. find that like for, for you, as you've started to Again, you've gone through this journey of writing a book years ago to today. Do you see the process like changing how technology has helped you, hindered you, or how have you seen that evolution as a writer and author? I think for me, it's very, it's technology hasn't really helped except in research. Hmm. It has helped a lot in research and mm -hmm. I don't write fiction. <laughs> right. So for those who do research, it definitely helps tremendously. <laughs> but I think both for myself and for so many writers I talk to, the distractions of technology, the addictive nature of social media is something that we need to be very relentless about mm -hmm. to control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you in your book, you do share a lot of these powerful moments and things. How do you balance that fear and that sort of openness and willingness to be vulnerable and authentic? How do you get to that point where you're willing to share some of these insights? I think if you're not willing to be vulnerable and open, you shouldn't write a book that includes mm. your life mm. because it, it, it shows. You can write books that don't involve your life. But there's only one way to write about your life, and that's to be willing to be raw and vulnerable mm -hmm. uh, and not to, not to try and be perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I would love to invite everybody writing to share their stories on Thrive Global. We have about um, 36 million users across all our platforms. And you can, if there's a a book that you could use research for. You can invite people to share their stories. Um, you own all the rights. We've created a system where anything that appears on Thrive is owned by the writer. And we don't care about exclusivity. Look, you can post it wherever you want. Um, you can send it to me, ah, at thriveglobal.com or to our editor, Rebecca, at thriveglobal.com. And um, we would love to invite you to share your stories. Eric, that was fantastic. Thank we appreciate you for it. We, we'd love to do, we do this group photo with the class. We always love to do an important group photo. And we let you, as our sort of guest of honor, tell us what to do. So whatever you want us to do, we'll do. We've had a hostage negotiator have us do a phone call. We've had jazz. So what would you like to have us do to memorialize this moment together uh, to take our group photo together? How about blowing kisses? I love it. I love it. Blowing kisses feels like a great way to do it. All right, everyone. We'll get our group photo here. Everyone blow your kisses and I'll start to take a few photos here for us. Kisses blown. Thank you so much here. Ariana, thank you again for your time and your, your 
just your passion for authorship and writing. We're so grateful. And we're going to do something fun here too, is the authors in this community are going to share uh, some of the work you've helped inspired here so we can have things in uh, the community to add in your bookshelves at some point. So to see the work that you've inspired, yes. but we're really so Eric, amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm really so grateful to you for doing that. And I would love for you to write how this idea came about and how you made it happen. The power of the community, right? Certainly. You have very many things to do. Thank you so much for the time, Miko. Thanks for organizing this. And we appreciate it again. Great this. Bye-bye, Eric. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ariana. Thank you.